and we are live. Thank you so much for joining the Pinterest and SEO Marketing Club today. And also we are live in the Facebook group today. Thank you so much for joining. It's a pleasure to have you here. We're going to have some really good conversations about how to prepare to increase sales revenue for 2022 with a strategy. I see Professor Abu, Chris, and Donna. It's good to see you all here. Thank you so much for joining. It's going to be a really impactful room today. So feel free to interrupt me and raise your hand. I'm going to be live on Facebook, which we are right now in the Facebook group. And it's always exciting to be here just to give you guys some insights on what's coming. Because sometimes we we like to make plans. We like to use our websites. We like to post on social media. But sometimes we forget that social media is not the be all, end all, everything that you want to think about in one little, you know, post that's going to change your life. It's really not because something could happen and you might lose your contacts, you might lose your connections, you might lose the whole interface, you know, things happen. But today I want to make things simpler for you so that you can be able to be part of a great success story, especially for 2022. Feel free to join me on stage today because I want to have a con to be talking at you guys today. So please feel free to interrupt me. Hey, Jocelyn, what's good? Hey, Favor. Thought I'd just lend some some extra uh, listeners to this room because I know it's going to be an absolutely amazing topic. And I mean, we've been working on it the last few days or I shouldn't say days, weeks, you know, more like weeks at this point uh, inside my businesses on how to increase that and, and what we can be expecting in 2022 because of the, the inflation across the board, right across the world, especially here in the U.S. Um, and how to deal with it. So I'm really glad you're covering this. Yeah, thank you so much for being here and just being part of the conversation because it's really hard sometimes to tell people what they need to do. And sometimes they don't even know what to even start doing because there's so much going on with things to plan. How do you plan for your business? Everybody's thinking about Black Friday right now. Then it's Thanksgiving and then it's Christmas and then it's the new year and then it's tax season and then it's it's Valentine's and then it's Easter. So like people are so, that they're following the trend so much that they forget that they need to be the trend. So that's why today is a really, really important discussion that I, I really want to bring to your attention today so that you guys can be able to know how to deal with these things consistently by just being, you know, faithful to your clients, faithful to your audience, faithful to your, your listeners. So if you guys are joining for the first time, this is the Pinterest and SEO Marketing Club. And this club started on March 6, 2021. And very soon, you know, it's going to be a really, really good time. You know, we're, we're going to have closed rooms. We're going to have Zoom rooms starting tomorrow. We're going to have a Zoom room tomorrow. Um, so I'm excited about that. We'll be here and I'll have the link in the room. And that link is going to take you into the Zoom room where we're going to be having more in-depth conversations. So today I have something for you guys. If you're, if you're with me in the Facebook group and you're seeing me live, you guys can be able to see what I'm about to do because I'm about to share my screen and show you guys how you can plan. And I already have a keyword that I want to work with today, cooking recipes, because I want to like give you like a sample format on how we can be able to make this work for your business and how you can start using what you already have to build out your business. So Justin, I heard you talk about, you know, planning this out and I know you're really good with planning. 
So just tell me a few things that you think people should be aware of, especially with all these holiday seasons and deals and promotions going on before I yeah so as a quick hopefully you can hear me all right um as a quick little little fun story um i've had a marketing agency for the last decade and over the last few months aka the summer um i really have not been aligned with the kind of content we're creating and what kind of results we're getting for our clients and so i decided to close it down and, and send a breakup email to my clients um, and I gave them three options, basically use my software, have us introduce you to other people, or we can completely revamp what you're doing marketing wise, and we can rediscuss us keeping on as your marketing people, right? And overwhelmingly, like 90% of the clients were like, let's just discuss on what we're doing with our marketing, <laughs> which was not at all what I was expecting. I was expecting people to be like, yeah, no, we really like what we're doing. We're going to keep doing it because um, it wasn't taking a lot of their own personal time as like, the business owner. In this new plan is. <clears throat> so I wanted to kind of give that little synopsis because not only are we going to be increasing our revenue, right? Because with the same clients that we've had for the last two, three, four, five, six years, depending on the client, um, not only are we going to be increasing our revenue, but we're ch fundamentally changing what we're doing with these clients in order for them to get an increased return on investment, right? So um, I think that's a really big thing that people need to think about is, yes, we we need to, as entrepreneurs, realize that inflation has gone up, what, 5.3% um, in the last year, I think is the latest number. Um, wages are going up a normalized rate about 4.9%. So if you're paying somebody $100, now you need to pay them 105 right? <clears throat> so there, there is that, and that's if you're working like a, a what I would call a normal nine to five, right, with quotes around it. As an entrepreneur, though, you need to factor those expenses in as well, because some of these things um, are going to start affecting you, and hence, and therefore, your sales revenue needs to increase in 2022 as well, right? A gallon of milk that was $2 is now $2.39, and, and I live in the state of Wisconsin, so it's cheap, <laughs> right? Uh, you know what I mean? So um, th there's those things. So I want to kind of reframe that yes we are we are fundamentally changing the marketing agency which i had planned on shutting down because of the revenue um increases that were going to need to happen changes in our basic programming we were doing right um and in, but instead all of our clients are saying no 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 like we're okay with the changes we like to see this we want to do this and so not only are we able to fundamentally change but we're also able to increase prices and hence and therefore the sales revenue so um i want you guys to think about that as well as we have this conversation is don't just think more money think better return as well and you'll be able to ask for more money in turn with that and i'll put myself back on mute that was a long story that was a short story long <laughs> Nah, thank you so much for highlighting that because we sometimes forget that every year, whatever dollar amount you have in your bank is pretty much a less percentage of what you had the previous year. You know, I, I was in one of the amazing rooms and Grant Cardone was talking about, it was one Sunday, I can't remember which Sunday it was, but it was a really impactful room and I was there for like three hours. And he was talking about how, you know, like, they're printing about a trillion dollars right now. You know, I'm sure they've already done that, but they like the government has printed that. And, you know, just to make sure that things are in, in cash flow, when you think about liquidity, when you think about your assets, when you think about your depreciation value every year as a business owner, sometimes people forget 
that when you start thinking about those macro scales, you kind of forget about those micro little details that actually help your business grow. Like you said, if milk is $2 today, you know, tomorrow's price is not today's price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. So you want to be able to stay connected to the people who are going to buy from you because those are the people that are going to be able to experience the best you know, resource, user experience, and all those great things that allow them to stay connected to you as a user. So I have three points today and I'm gonna share my screen with you really quickly. I'm now sharing my screen. And if you guys see my screen, you're gonna notice, and if you're trying to figure out how do I get into the Facebook group? Because a lot is going on in the Facebook group by November 12th, all the videos that have been recorded, you know, in this room, in this club since we started, are all going to be archived into a library that you can be able to have access to, but in a private community. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group today, please click the link in this room and find the Facebook group link, which is below. I think it's the third one. And you can start today, join the Facebook group so you can be part of the conversation and you can see my screen as well. I share some deep insights that you guys don't really get to see unless you're in the Facebook group. So I talked about cooking recipes, right? And I want to use this as a beginning guide for you everybody loves cooking everybody some people don't like to cook but everybody loves to eat <laughs> so i was like let me find something that can work for everyone and just give you an idea of how to prepare for your sales revenue curve especially for 2022 so i'm going to give you some really quick overviews as i just brush over this so that you guys can be able to be part of the conversation so the word cooking recipes if you ever type cooking recipes on google this is what you're supposed to see in the back end so there's a search volume and i'm going a little seo mode a little bit the search volume is 14,800 in search volume which is really high the seo difficulty is about 78 which is really competitive and i'll explain why the paid difficulty is 22 which is easy but the cost per click is a dollar 26 cents so just like you said milk is two dollars you know 36 cents the next year it's going to be like that every single time so your keywords and i've said this before your keywords especially for your website or for your content strategy your keywords are your keys or i can say the keyword that you want to rank for is the key to your business why if someone's looking for something they're not going to look for your business they're going to look for a solution to the problem and if your business is that solution then you're winning but if you don't have the right keyword that can speak that same language then you're pretty much on the losing side so when you think about the search volume right i can see that on out of the 14,800 people that have searched for this word cooking recipes and guys follow me there are about 2,960 people that click on SEO results, but there's about 9,250 people that don't click on any results and 2,590 people that click on paid results. So look at this, 2,960 click on the SEO results. And what is an SEO result? An SEO result, SEO just means search engine optimization, right? So that means that the first 10 links that you get on Google and it could be a YouTube video it could be a Twitter card it could be an article it could be a recipe listing whatever you want to call it a blog that's going to be part of your result on Google wherever you are in the world 
And when you now think about the people who are paying for the same word, it's 2,590 as compared to 2,960. So there's a small gap of people who would rather click on the SEO result, but there's about 9,000 that doesn't click on it. And when I look at the age, if you look at the, the right side of my screen, you can see there's an age range. So from 18 to 24, and I'm going somewhere with this guy, so follow me. There's 17.3% of searches between 18 to 24 searching on Google for the word cooking recipes. There is 5.8%, and this makes a lot of sense, from 25 to 34. That means not so many people are really looking for that kind of recipe or cooking recipe for that matter. But from 35 to 44, there's a 63.5% of searches going on for this word. And then the next one is 9.6, which is 45 to 54, and then 3.8% for 55 to 64. So from what I've just explained to you, you want to be able to allow the algorithm to suggest your content if you want to increase your sales revenue. And here's why. There's so much competition going on on the internet every single day. Google changes their algorithm eight times a day. So if you want to be part of the algorithm structure, you want to be part of that revenue stream that allows people to organically click on your product, click on your link. And sometimes people forget, oh, you didn't put a transactional keyword. You didn't put a navigational keyword. You didn't put a commercial keyword. These are words that you're supposed to use to accelerate your clicking, which allows people to have a lasting impression about you. So when you start thinking about these things, right, you want to start focusing on what are the main key areas that I want to focus on as a business so that I can be able to be part of a strategy that allows me to increase my sales revenue over a particular fiscal period. So if we're thinking about today's November 9th, right? So if you're thinking about ranking for a specific word, you want to start thinking about what can I be able to rank for that is not so common, but at the same time, so niche that if I only get three clients, I'm able to pay my bills for the rest of the year, or I'm able to pay my bills for the rest of the quarter, or I'm able to pay my bills for the rest of the month. Those numbers are all up to you. Some people can get one paycheck and that saves them the rest of the year. Some people get 20 paychecks and that saves them five years. So you don't know what that number is going to be if you don't know what the numbers already are. So how can you start doing this? I have three points for you. The first point I have for you today is that you want to plan in advance. If you have not planned, you're pretty much failing. You, you, you've all heard this before. Fail to plan, plan to fail. So you do not want to plan to fail by not planning in advance. Because when you start planning in advance, what you're telling yourself and your business is that between today and the end of the year, I want to make this KPI value. I want to make X amount of orders. I want to sell X amount of whatever it is that you want to do. And sometimes you kind of forget that when you're posting and when you're planning, it kind of blends in between. Let's say you're planning in advance and someone has already passed what you're, you're planning to post and you realize, oh, this is already out there. Nobody's going to care when I post it. But if you had a plan, then there's a way you can plan in advance that 
any competition that's going to come to you is going to be really much <clears throat> no competition at all. So you want to plan in advance. And how can you do this? I want to give you some numbers so you can start working with. If you have a website, if you have an Instagram business account, if you have a Pinterest business account, I want you to start planning at least, at least, and this is a good way to really get yourself ahead of the competition, is to have at least 12 strong posts. And what do I mean by 12? If you divide 12 by three, you get four. So if you post once a week for a month, for three months, that means that every post that you're creating is something called a digital asset. Now, as a business, you have assets, you have liabilities, you have a depreciation value. If you bought something for $5,000 this year, it could be a depreciation value of 5%. You know, you know, Professor just talked about it today. So you want to be able to know how much am I making and how much do I need to make to stay afloat? Some businesses are sustainable for three years, seven years. They turn into an IPO after seven years because they have been able to leverage competition and leverage their social media using their website, using their digital assets, using their social media structures. So you want to plan at least 12 strong posts. And in one post, you can have a carousel of 10 images. So I'm not saying that you need to have 12 singular posts. You can have a post, but that post could be a carousel. The post could be a guide. The post could be a reel. It could be an IGTV video that takes you to your YouTube. If you guys didn't know this, if you have a YouTube channel and you're using IGTV, let's say you're giving people a teaser for like, let's say 30 seconds or for 60 seconds, or even maybe three minutes, for example, because people don't really stay on IGTV that long, but you want people to move from point A to B, then you can put your YouTube link in that description box, you know, for your IGTV video, and then tell people to go there. Because what you're planning on doing right now is you're increasing traffic. And the more traffic you have, the more revenue you can potentially have. So let me get this straight to you guys. And let me make this clear. Traffic does not equal sales. And I'll say this again. Traffic does not equal sales. Why? Because you can have traffic and people can be coming to your store, but no one is leaving with anything. And why are they not leaving with anything? You either don't have a brand promise, you either have no customer service at all, you don't have a uh, an offering that you can be able to give, or there's no value for them to see without you speaking. And sometimes people want to speak up and say, oh, buy this now, buy this now. And the moment you start saying buy this now, you're watering down your potential. Have you ever gone to a Lamborghini store or an office and you, you hear the person telling you, do you want to buy this today? How much do you have? What's your what's your income to debt ratio? What's your debt to income ratio? What are things like people will be asking you questions and you don't have answers for them on the spot, but they don't even have time for those things. Because when it, when it's time to transact or to make a transaction, that's when we really know what's really going on. Some people here talk and say, oh, yeah, I made fifty thousand dollars in five days. Like, those are great metrics. I'm happy for you. Keep going. Like, I'll cheer you on. But you want to be able to sustain that business. A lot of people win a lottery ticket and then the next minute they don't have any money. Some people can be really wealthy and go bankrupt. Some people have bad managers or bad accountants or bad lawyers. You know, there are so many things you have to think about as a business to build this strategy. So it's not about, oh, I'm going to post this one post today. And then tomorrow I'm expecting someone to DM me and ask how much it costs. That's not going to happen. You're in Wonderland at this point. So you want to be able to attract your ideal clientele avatar, your ICA, so that when you're reaching out to people, 
they can validate your value by what you've already been doing. So if you want to plan in advance, you want to plan in advance and have a structure that allows people to stay connected to you as a business. So I talked about the first point, you know, based on planning in advance. And before I go to the second point, which I've touched on a little bit, I just want to talk to you, Jocelyn, and just tell me about what you think, because when people plan they kind of plan and then they fail to plan or they don't even fail. They actually fail to execute because the plan was not solid enough. So what are your thoughts on this? And if guys, if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand and join us on stage today. So I'll pass it on. To- yeah. So for me, when it comes to planning, um, I think it's, I think it's twofold. One, um, I think you have to truly understand who you are as a person and how you function, right? I'm incredibly ADHD. So um, I may have the literal best plan play- <laughs> laid out, like amazing, great, going to work, not a problem, and then fail to execute because I get, you know, hyper-focused on something else or something like that. So um, for me, the first step in, in any good plan is understanding how you function and when you're going to function um, at your best to get this plan executed at the, the highest level possible. So that's the first thing. But then when it actually comes to the actual planning, um, I think there's a couple things that you have to include into that plan, right? Um, the first thing is what you're actually trying to achieve, right? And and a lot of times people will be like, oh, it's a $5,000 a month or a $10,000 a month or a $25,000 a month. And I think that's fine. But it, the problem with that is you start dropping numbers like that and your brain doesn't think of that as a problem to solve it's just like a statement out in the ether right so i like to i like to state it as less like a statement and more like a problem to solve how can i get to five thousand dollars so i can buy myself a new tesla (laughs) right so like that kind of thing so your brain is constantly working on the solution versus like oh it's just a statement out there happening right so frame it as a question so your brain can work on it so that's the first thing uh in the plan and then the next thing is make sure you're setting yourself up for success when it comes to the execution part of it, right? So let's say you're like, I'm going to do five social media posts a day and one blog a day, and I'm going to do, you know, three hours in a clubhouse room and blah, blah, right? And and then you add up all that time and you're like, oh yeah, that's going to take 15 hours a day to do all that. It doesn't make any sense. It's not going to work. Don't, don't do that to yourself. So set yourself an attainable goal in the form of a question and then set yourself tasks that you know are going to help you obtain that goal, but are only going to take a couple hours a day at most, right? So for example, when I'm really truly pushing something, I do a clubhouse room a day. I usually say it's going to be a 60 to 90 minute room. I'll take that content, repurpose that into my podcast. When it gets to the podcast, it also gets show notes. So it's basically a blog of what was said in the room, right? And so I'm able to repurpose that same content. And then I flip it and I go, hey, everybody that came, right? So if you look at the top of this room, it'll say that 20 people have come to this room. Nine are here now, right? So all 20 people, I would shoot a quick message and say, hey, thanks for coming to my room. If you missed the first part, the last part, the middle part, whatever, if you just want to take some more notes, here is the link to this podcast, right? And it create starts creating that obtainable goal of driving traffic which was what favor was talking about driving traffic to your website or to something that's going to be listed out with your with your sales information right so those are my two really big things with my plan is is 
make sure that you're framing it as a question and make sure you're giving yourself obtainable tasks, right? Tasks that that I like to say like Russian doll within each other, right? So it starts out with me having a good, you know, topic to talk about. I do the actual the room, you know, create the social audio, take that social audio and reuse it across my platform. So I'm not reinventing the real at wheel not real <laughs> wheel every single time i'm trying to gain traffic to something um and for me that has really worked out really well again i'm super adhd so i need something very very simple um very step by step very short step by step so that i don't have to like remember where i was basically um in in my process and it's been working out amazingly uh, what i will say with that though is each person's business needs different levels of traffic if you're selling a high ticket coaching something you probably don't need as much traffic as like an etsy store right um and the reason being is your your target audience or your target client is going to be a lot more specific than someone that's just going to buy a sticker from you or a t-shirt from you, right? So just keep that in mind that not all traffic is built the same and hence and therefore you should build your your system out a little bit differently based off of what you're selling. I'm happy to go further into this. I could actually talk about this for hours as you probably can tell. Um, I don't want to go off on a tangent in favor's room. So I'm going to hand it back. <laughs> nah, trust me. This room is so open. Like sometimes I feel like some rooms are so tight, like you can't even say anything but for me i like to keep it open and you know just casual so that everybody can have a freedom of speech because i feel like the whole point of this app is so that we can speak you know and connect you know we don't know each other but we've we've connected like i met you sometime you know early last year sorry late last year because i joined um clubhouse about around this time last year so it's about to be a year and you know look at what we've done and look at how far we've come there's so many things that we've seen through the app seen through different clients different stories different rooms and you meet people you follow them you unfollow them like it happens you know but i think at the end of the day if you really are genuine about the relationship you want to keep then you can start to keep those relationships really really tight and those rewards come because you never know who is going to be a client who's going to be a partner who's going to be a business owner who's going to be an entrepreneur and you probably bunch a few bridges just because you were having selfish gain so I, I just love the fact that you were able to talk about you know building traffic and building relevance because it makes a lot of sense when you are able to help someone get somewhere faster than they could get there by themselves because when you start thinking about a strategy you want to break it down into different parts you want to know who is my clientele where are they located you know what are they doing with their time how much time do they spend when they're on my website? You know, those are things that you want to know and take that inventory so that you can learn how to tighten the gaps and minimize your errors. You know, we're, we're all human. You know, we make mistakes, but we should not make our mistakes make us. We should actually learn from those mistakes so that we can minimize the errors that we make as we're failing forward. So it's great to have a strategy. It's great to make money, but it's even greater to maintain and sustain relationships because... Those relationships are going to keep you for a very, very long time. So I love what you talked about, you know, when you're when you're creating the demand and you're building that demand over time, but you're building it in a way that allows people to stay connected to you, even though they're not sure of what they actually want, because some people don't even know what they want, you know, just generally speaking. So if you're able to identify a problem and they fit into that problem, and you can be able to build a solution around the problem that you have seen, then 
things start to get better. You know, look at the the communication tools we're having today. You know, there was a problem before, you know, with Apple, you know, Steve Jobs talked about having thousands of songs in your pocket. You know, 10 years ago, it sounded like, what are you talking about? Like I have a whole Walkman next to me, you know? So you want to start thinking about how can you start changing the mindset and shifting the mindset so we can be able to do things better. And if you start thinking about preparing, that's why this topic of the room is prepare. I'm not telling you how to make money. I'm not telling you what you need to do to make money. You are a business owner. You are in charge of your vision. You know, you have that vision in mind. All I'm here to do is to like empower you with knowledge so that I can inspire you with information so that you can be able to make informed decisions about your business, about what you want to do in 2022. Because if you're doing the same thing you've been doing all this year and you've not seen any return, then guess what? The same thing is going to happen next year, another day, another dollar. But at the end of the day, if you don't make more dollars that you actually planned to make, then you have to ask yourself some questions. So the second point I want to bring to your attention today is understanding your competition. And as you're looking at my screen, you want to see this cooking recipes that I actually talked about earlier. And I want to show you how you can be able to create these ideas by building keywords and building substance around them. So if you look at my screen real quickly, I'm going to go through the, how many are there? There are about seven results. So there's cooking recipes, there's cooking recipes rice, there's cooking recipes with chicken, there's cooking recipes chicken, there's cooking recipes for chicken, there's cooking recipes shrimp. And there's cooking recipes, recipes easy. So I'm telling you this to show you that when you are thinking about creating content for your business, you want to find out what is a head keyword. There's something called a head keyword or a seed keyword. It's the main thing people are looking for. But I might be pescatarian. I might be vegetarian. I might just love meat. You know, like what do you do with your time? so that you can be able to solve a problem for someone who's looking for something that you're actually providing. So when you look at these words, for example, you can notice that cooking recipes has 14,800 search results, which we saw earlier in the beginning if I scroll up my screen. And if I scroll back down, you can see that about almost half of it, about 6,600 in search volume are cooking recipes with chicken, right? So. If you look at the curve, cooking recipes has an SD, which is an SEO difficulty of 78. And cooking recipes with chicken has an SEO difficulty of 12. So if I was a blogger, right? And I want, and I'm really giving you guys an example and just take this example and apply your own business to it because we're all doing different things. I don't have a blog about cooking. I just want to give you guys an example hypothetically so you can understand what I'm talking about. So cooking recipes has two words, right? And cooking recipes with chicken has four words, but there's a huge difference and a huge gap between 14,800 and 6,600, which means the remainder of that probably don't like chicken or probably don't search for chicken. So if I'm a food blogger and I want to say, here are the best cooking recipes with chicken for Christmas, for example, right you want to be able to use these words and actually create visual impactful content that can support that statement because when you start to use these words as a business owner at some point google is going to notify you and tell you hey 
you're getting a lot of clicks and impressions because you have this blog talking about this and that. So if you want to be part of that discussion and if you want people to connect with you, then the third point I want to talk about is to leverage your social media and your website. Because think about all these articles that are going on. So much has happened over the weekend, over last week. There's always news, like there's always something fresh coming. But if you've ever taken your time to really think about it, right, you will notice that many of these blogs, Forbes, you know, wherever E Online, wherever you want to, you know, surf and get your information from Complex, you want to see what happens when they're creating content, right? You notice that they use the words that you're familiar with and they use a picture that you're familiar with. Why? Because as human beings, we are so visually impacted by what we see because what we see is what we feel and how we feel is how we react. So if you want to react to something by clicking on a picture or clicking on a link, you want to be able to entice the person with something that is valuable and something that is measurable so that they can be able to feel like, okay, I'm about to get my question answered. So if you have cooking recipes with chicken, I would take a really good picture of chicken or find a good picture that has chicken and put that next to the title. And then inside that article, you want to explain what they're going to expect. Because when you think about increasing sales revenue, right? Sometimes for you to swipe your card, you want to take some time to think because at the end of the day, you're the one that's in charge of that. You're the one that decides whether I want to swipe or not. Some people don't do it at all. Some people do. Some people just go crazy. So you want to be able to know where do you strike a balance so that you don't fall out. And how do you not fall out? You don't fall out by by posting every single day. That's why I said if you have 12 posts in three months, you can do so much better than someone who is posting at least once in a blue moon. Because the moment you post something to the internet and it's connected to a website, then you start to see reactions, impressions, and reach that you could not do by yourself because there is a way that the algorithm allows people to suggest your content after someone has interacted with your piece of content for at least three to five seconds because nobody stays on a website all day. Even if you're on Facebook all day, at some point you're going to log out, you know, so you want to be able to use your content so whenever someone sees you, they see value. And we've thrown value, value, value all over the internet, but the real value comes in when somebody says, hey, I read your article, now I know how to cook a recipe, I, I now know how to cook chicken, and maybe I'm adding my own sauce, and maybe I'm adding, you know, garlic, shrimp, or whatever it is that you want to do, but you want to sustain and satisfy a need so that that need is, is met. And then when that need is met, you can say, hey, here's my free ebook or go on Amazon to buy this book or book a consultation call with me or join this expo that we're going to create, you know, for next year so that you can be part of the process. And then you want to keep them there or join my mailing list. You know, sometimes we forget that when you have a strategy, you want to have a reaction. You want to know what is going to happen when someone reads this because we all have expectations, right? But at the same time, you want your expectation to be met when someone has been able to feel like, okay, I trust this person enough to leave them with my credit card information or I trust this person enough to leave them with more time than I actually expected because there's something else that probably I didn't know that they know that I want to learn more about. So you want to be able to know four words right choose four words that you can start working with today 
that can help you as a business owner, as a content creator, as an entrepreneur, as someone who's actually interested in the benefit of helping people get to where they're going faster than where they can get to by themselves. So when you think about leveraging competition, you want to start thinking about how can I be able to increase my sales revenue with a strategy? And what is this strategy? Understand your competition. Go on Google today and type in four words that you want to rank for. But when you look at those four words, here's a trick. And a lot of people don't talk about this. If you look at the first page, it's easy to rank on the first page if you know what you're doing. And I'll be very honest, it's very possible. But sometimes people think it's hard because they don't know what to do. And that's really where it gets daunting. But this is what you can also do. Go to the third, fourth, and fifth page of that Google search, right? And see the results that you get. And you will notice something between those results you see on the third, fourth, and fifth page and on the first page. You'll notice that the ones on the first page have more commercial keywords to them like ultimate guide to cooking best recipes apparently odd numbers work you know better than even numbers if you didn't know that we were in a room yesterday and i had the chance to amazing people on how you can be able to you know really really understand your seo and build your strength by staying connected to your audience and being very, very tech and savvy in the things that you need to know about. So when you start creating content and you start having a strategy, you want to start comparing and contrasting so that you can have the right recipes really for your, your audience. Because when I talk about a recipe, don't even think about cooking. Think about what is your mission? What is your vision? What are the things that are going to drive people to come to click on your account? You know, if somebody sees, oh, the ultimate guide to cooking 101, I'm probably a 201, but I'm going to use the 101 as a refresher. So don't neglect or try to take somebody out of where you think they are or aren't and just focus on what you need to do at that specific time. And that way you can really start to create value and start creating retention for people who are going to stay connected to you. So today, the reason why this room is really, really impactful and why I started off doing this increased sales revenue is because I run a poll in the Facebook group and I asked people, I was like, hey guys, I want to really help you guys get better and I don't wanna run random rooms. So how can I be able to help you today? And I gave you four options and most people, and I ran two polls and each of those polls had the same result with different reactions and I was like, okay, now I know what people are really looking for from a sample data point of view. And when I noticed that people want to increase their sales revenue, then the next question is, how do you want to do that? And by doing that, you want to start creating content for people. And when you start creating content for people, then the people will react to your content. I'll say this again. You want to create content for people so that people can start reacting to your content. But people can only react to your content when your content has value. And how is that value represented? With good images. You want to have pictures that are standing out. If I'm looking at grass and it looks so green, but the, the HD quality is so good, I want to stare at it. I might want to take a picture. I might want to paint it. I might want to buy, you know, a frame. But you want to be able to give someone a visual performance or an experience that allows them to say, okay, this person really thought about this article. This person really thought about how to make these things go from point A to point B without feeling overwhelmed or feeling like, oh, this is too much. I can't handle it. Because the next moment you start saying that I can't handle something, 
it's game over for you at that point. So you want to be able to stay connected to people who are able to learn, grow, and really give you some feedback because even look at it from, you know, big YouTube subscribers, people who are having huge YouTube channels, even though they have a million subscribers, they still say, please make sure that you subscribe, like, or share this video because there is power in spoken word. Not everybody that you meet is going to pay attention to what you say. And sometimes, and actually most times, when someone says something for the first time, they kind of remember, just like saying, hey, what's your name? Okay, nice to meet you. And then three hours later, it's like, what's your name again? You know, you, you kind of hear those things happen organically and naturally because we're either not paying attention or we have something distracting us. So you want to be able to bridge the gap and help people see clearly on what your goal is. Because if you're thinking about making sales, for example, that means you're solving problems for more people. That's really what it means. If you can't make a, a, a solution, if you can't solve a problem, then you're not going to make any type of money or any kind of monetization value because somebody is buying something from you because they want to help themselves get better. If I'm buying a cookbook, it's because I want to get better at cooking. If I want to buy a car, I want to save time on walking. If I want to buy a bicycle, I probably want to use it so I can be able to go to the park. You know, there's always something that is going to attach you to a need. So use it in a way that really attracts people to you and understand how to use your competition and leverage that competition correctly. So with that said, it's 141 Eastern and I have about 19 more minutes. So I just wanted to sh ask you guys by, I'm going to see if the hand raising is open to everyone. It is. Okay. Just by a show of hands, how many, oh, I'm going to ask two questions, right? Just, just raise your hand. I won't bring you up on stage. I just want to find out so I can know that I'm really communicating today. Between January 1st, 2021 to today, you know, November 9th, 2021, how many of you feel like you have been able to achieve those sales revenue goals that you created at the beginning of the year? Just by raising up your hand. Just by a show of hands. Can, is there anybody in the audience in the room today or on Facebook as well? Okay, so I don't have any hands raised. Okay, my next question is, and this is another question I'm going to ask, how many of you are prepared for 2022 with a strategy? Okay, we got one. You guys don't be shy. I want to know. <laughs> Okay, we got one hand. Okay, thank you so much for letting me know. I appreciate that. So this tells me that it's either you're in the process of planning or you, you're still trying to figure it out, which is okay. And, and I can, okay, somebody on Facebook says I am. So we got two. Okay, thank you so much for letting me know. I appreciate that because I really want to understand and, and answer your questions. So Thank you so much for, you know, highlighting and just getting to discussion and, and just at least allowing things to happen. Because when you start seeing it's going to start changing how you start reacting to some things. So this is a it's a whole conversation we're having today. And sometimes you're not ready for a sale. You're not ready to sell. You're not ready for a revenue change. You're not ready for an uptick in your business. But what I definitely can tell you today is that if you are focused on what you're focusing on now, which is making sure that the person that you sell to feels like you've paid 
100% attention to them, undivided attention 100% to them, and they are valuing themselves. This is where you can start to create value. And I'm not even going to touch on advertising yet because that's a whole different discussion for another day. But I want to prepare you for that because this month I want to come back with some information that you can really take home and start learning. So with that said, I wanted to invite Jared and Pearl. I start off with Jared and then I will go to Pearl. And I just wanted to hear if you guys have any thoughts. I've not been able to see you guys in a while. So it's good to see you guys here again. How are you guys doing? I'm wonderful. Good to see you, my friend. By the way, congratulations. I know you just got married recently. You had 70,000 outfit changes. So yeah, <laughs> that looked fun. <laughs> so so, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I will help you in strategy. And I, I'm definitely on board for that. So for my area of expertise, which is Facebook and Instagram advertising, this is my time of year. Um, I will give all of you business owners out there two major tips. And one is going to be, you can look up and write this down, campaign ideas generator for Facebook and Instagram. And this will help you plan your Facebook ads and concepts, even in organic area, so that you are winning strategically. And so what you can go in and do is you can go in and say, hey, I have a online store. And then you pick online store. And then you say, what time of year? Oh, it's fourth quarter, so holiday season. So then it picks your holiday season. And then it says, hey, these are the shops and online stores that are doing well. And this is the case study and what they did. It's awesome, it helps you out. It totally helps you break that thought bubble of what am I going to do when I don't have any ideas? Just go look what they're doing, right? Okay. Number two, I'm going to give you, that was campaign ideas generator through facebook.com. Okay. And the second one I'm going to give you is called, this is how I run every ad, power five, Facebook power five. It's kind of hidden. You can look it up, look that one up too. I'm gonna run through it real quick. I'm not even gonna take more than two seconds. Auto advanced matching, account simplification, budget, campaign budget optimization, automatic placements, and dynamic ad creatives. Okay, so campaigns ideas generator and power five. Those are huge. If you use those together, ooh, you're gonna start winning in Facebook, even if you're thank you so much for highlighting that. Just Let's let me and let me ask you one quick question so guys also know this because they're like power five. Okay, I don't even know what that is. So are you able to just tell us really quickly if there are business owners in the room today, if anyone listening as well, what can they start doing to increase their revenue, especially in the ad sector? I don't mean like five dollars a day or ten dollars a day. Like what can they do? with their digital asset before they even launch it so that they are prepared because today's room is about preparing i'm not giving you guys tips on how to do this or how to do that it's really how can you start taking your preparation seriously so when you're ready to launch you have something substantial for your audience yeah yeah i know that campaign ideas generator is really going to do that like you're going to just click on your industry and then click on your you know time of year and then you're going to get a great concepts of visuals and um, uh, different marketing techniques and you know what people are doing um, and you can also go to um, Facebook um, ads and look up other people's ads and that's under um, uh, Facebook ads transparency 
Um, and so you can go and do your research on your top three competitors. Um, but you, did you want me to get into the Power Five for real quick um, or, or something that they can do with an online shop? Yeah, you could go with the Power Five real quick so they have an understanding and okay. then they can do their research. Sure. Okay, cool. So the Power Five is, let's do auto advanced matching, which means that your um, Pixel and your CAPI, these are the two links that tell Facebook, you know, they're tracking ability right and so um, the pixel goes on to your website in the back end and then the CAPI links to your shop if you have a shop okay so there's your auto and then you can turn on this little thing that says auto advanced matching which means that you're gonna have an audience or Facebook starts to see a trend in audience that it's going to force multiply that trend and kind of dip its its AI into that toe of that area and see if that's going to be a worthwhile area of throwing your information okay so that's that account or that's add auto advanced matching account simplification that's kind of self-explanatory it's a little more in detail but it basically means hey if you're going to have an account you want campaigns going literally i just set up three campaigns uh, for testing one campaign um top of funnel middle of the funnel bottom of the funnel and it's just that's what they, they are named right and so then each ad goes into those areas right and so i know where what's going on with them i know where they're at in the funnel so that now i can set up all my tracking to where it's simplified and that each ad account and then you also don't want too many ads inside of them okay so that's just like minimal ad sets just minimize everything basically okay uh campaign budget optimization that is something that you can do at the campaign level so at the the four, the, the testing, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom funnel, you can set a little button that says campaign budget optimization. So this means, this is really cool, um, when you have an ad or an ad set, when you create these, um, an ad set is like, hey, these are my audience, an ad is like the actual ad itself. Um, and so it will say, if I have four ads inside of a campaign, let's say top of the funnel campaign, and I have four ads running, campaign budget optimization at the campaign level will say we are going to trickle the money into areas in which we see better machine learning so if if one ad is doing really well instead of you having to go manually go bump it up and you know do the numbers it's going to do it automatically so that budget is going to go this campaign's doing shit so we're not going to give it any more money. We're going to cipher, you know, minimize its money. And we're going to give more money to the one that's doing really well inside of that campaign, inside of the four ads. So there's campaign budget optimization, almost done. Automatic placements, real easy. That one, you just basically say, hey, I, I'm not smarter than the algorithm. I'm going to pick automatic placements and it's going to put it everywhere. The machine's going to learn again. There's a theme. Um, we're going to put it everywhere that is applicable to your audience. So instead of saying, hey, no, my audience is only on Facebook or my audience is only on stories. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> so automatic placements is huge. And they're telling you that literally right here. Okay. Last one, dynamic creatives. This is huge. Dynamic ads. This one is your split testing force multiplier. You can take and now you do these at different times. You take your your imagery, your your copy, and really pretty much that's it. I mean, you can do other tests, but let's just go with those right now. 
So now we're gonna take five images that you have the most confidence in and have 20% difference in each images or video, okay? And you can test them against each other automatically. Just throw them all in one ad campaign and let the visuals fight it out like a big chicken fight. And whoever all the money is gonna go because the campaign budget optimization is gonna go to the winning ad. And then you shut off the other ad visuals and now you go back and you test five to 10. Let's keep it at five. We keep uh, uh, assets of text, right? So you're copying your headline and primary text and then let them fight it out. Let your three or four top headlines fight it out with your top primary text with your visual winning already. Now you've created an ad that dynamically that forced money into the best winning ads at a low cost with high confidence. Okay, I'm done. Thank you so much, Jared, for highlighting that. If you guys want to know exactly what he's talking about and you didn't get that, please reach out to Jared. And it's going to give you more insights because it's just, you can hear this today and you can understand it, but to apply it needs structure and strategy. That's why we're here to prepare you for that. And I've also seen on Facebook, Pearl and Cherry, thank you guys so much for, for joining. And I had to look into Facebook to know who said I am. And it was you, Pearl. So I was like, oh, you're here now. Thank you so much for joining. And I know I'm going to be wrapping up this room at the top of the hour. So if you have any questions, please raise your hand. But I'll be closing off the hand raising in two minutes. So Pearl, um, tell me more about, you know, what your plan is, because I'd love to hear more. And I know we've been meeting on and off the app. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I always try to pop into your rooms because I know I'll learn a lot. So I will say the one thing that I did to get prepared was actually, and I'm, I mean, I come from a business background, but when I started my business, I hadn't done it. It was in my head. And so this year I really sat down and wrote down my business plan and all of my strategies and questions. and. Um, that helps coalesce my thought process on where does this, where do I want this business to go? Like, what are the goals, the objectives, the visions? What am I looking for? And answered about six questions. And then um, I'm grateful I have a mastermind group of people and I sent it to them and they asked me some more questions and then I, I edited it. But that became the foundation and basis of my planning for the next 18 months because I started this summer of this year. And so that would be the one bit of, if I was going to give advice to anyone, is to write your business plan. And it sounds scary, but really you're just asking yourself questions and answering them. And I'm happy to give those questions. It's unfortunately I have a meeting to get to, but really quickly, it's what are you building? Why does this business exist? What will you measure? How are you going to grow this business? And then what is the work to be done? And so you ask yourself those questions. You write it down. Writing it down really helps. Like I open this document up every day and I look at it and I pull my monthly, weekly, and daily activities from it. So that would be my one tip for anyone who's out in the audience. This is Pearl. Until next time. Thank you, Pearl. I really appreciate it. And I'm also going to highlight those questions and then I'll help you, you know, repurpose that in the Facebook group and then credit you for the questions that you want people to ask themselves as they're building their plans, because these questions are going to keep people on top of their feet, you know, on their toes, trying to make sure that they can be able to achieve this goal. So thank you so much for highlighting that and bringing that to the discussion today. I really appreciate that. Wow. 
you guys are amazing. I really appreciate you, Jared, Pearl, Jocelyn, Cherry, Sibian, Abu, Tamisha. It's also good to see you, Ella Gabalus. I hope I said it right. Donna, Bianca, and Eswak. It's good to see all you guys here. In the next five minutes, I'll be closing off the room. So I want to give you guys some really good insights real quickly before we close. Tomorrow, I'm going to be having a Zoom room. I've had this before, and Cherry Cherry knows I've had this before because she was in the last one. I'm going to have a Zoom room tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern, and we're going to talk about Pinterest business. I'm going to share my screen like I'm doing right now in the Facebook group, but this time it's going to be on Zoom. I'm going to be here for 30 minutes. If you guys make it the first 30 minutes of the hour, then you guys will be able to join because the room link, the Zoom link is going to be available in the room. I'm going to get that accessible to everyone. And then as you're joining the Zoom, please make sure that you're on mute. If you're going to still be on Clubhouse, just be on mute as well, you know, in the Zoom room because I don't want to have any feedback because I want to give you guys some really good insights. And you guys can, if anybody joins that Zoom room, you guys are going to get a copy of that Zoom meeting pretty much because there's some things I'm going to show you there that I don't usually show on Facebook because I'm going a little bit deeper into context. And then you guys will also be able to see where that context is coming from. So these are the things that I want to start doing and become more intentional with my rooms here because we can talk all day on Clubhouse, but I really want people to learn how to make these things move, move the needle without being too overwhelmed with the strategy and being focused on the plan that you already have, which you already created as a visionary for your business. So with that said, I wanted to give it to Jared and to ask if there's anything you wanted to add before I close the room in the next two minutes, because I want to close before the top of the hour, because I have a meeting too. Me too. Um, no, bless you. Happy marriage. And um, thank you for all listening. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Pearl, did you have anything to finish off? No, thank you again, as Jared said. And please, if anyone has any questions, feel free to DM me. I'm I'm around the club. Thank you so much. And thank you, Jared. I really appreciate the comments. And yeah, it's going to be a great time. You know, today is one month since the marriage. <laughs> so I'm so appreciative of, you know, you letting me know. And I thank you so much for the comments. It's really, really heartfelt. I appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for joining on Facebook, on Clubhouse. If you're on Facebook, you already know that from November 12th, all the rooms, all the videos that we have are going to be archived into our library where you can access it. So you're not going to be seeing all these rooms and, you know, they'll be here on the replay. If you want to, you know, to listen again, it's available in the club, but in the Facebook group is going to be moved after 24 hours for the video section. So with that said, thank you all so much for joining today on Facebook and on Clubhouse. So we meet again tomorrow at 9 a.m. I wish you guys an amazing afternoon, evening, wherever you are and enjoy your meals because I know you guys are going to eat some food sometime of the day. So enjoy all that. And I'll see you guys in the clubhouse hallway. Catch you guys later. Bye for now.